Yo guys, how are we all doing today? I'm your host, Taron, and welcome back to the Perfect Hattrick Podcast. I'm joined by my co-host Arvin today, a Bayern Munich fan, a diehard Arsenal fan and a diehard Chelsea fan. Let's start with Alfie. How are you doing today, mate? You love the movie Die Hard, don't you, Taron? Yeah, I do. I really do. It's my favourite word. But yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Excited to be on the podcast. Cool, cool, cool. Excited to have you on, mate. Craig, how are you doing today? I'm doing very good. Thanks, mate. Thank you for having me on. That's all right, mate. Arvin, co-host, how are you doing today, bro? Yeah, not too bad. Just for context, I was born in Germany. That's why I'm a Bayern Munich fan before you all nah, start learning off. Plastic, plastic, plastic. Yeah, so mm. I really trust these guys with um with their opinions, obviously, today. In the football group chat, these two actually talk facts. There's a guy called Harry. If you're listening now, Harry, sorry, your opinions, mate. But yeah, we're, the reason I've got an Arsenal fan and a Chelsea fan on today is because the topic today is going to be discussing will Chelsea or Arsenal qualify for the Champions League places this season? We're going to dive deep into the topic today and see if we can get to the bottom of it by get expert opinions on these guys and opinions on myself as well. Enjoy the pod. So let's start with the first topic. Craig, I'm actually going to start with you on this one. So obviously we've, we've got a new manager in at the minute, Thomas Tuchel. It's looking quite good compared to how it was a few weeks ago. We were losing games. All players were losing their heads. I like what I'm seeing with our defensive work mostly so far. I think the the creativity will come in the attack a bit later on. The chemistry isn't quite there. So just to sum up, what are your thoughts on Thomas Tuchel so far? Well, it's interesting that one. Obviously, I'm personally I'm a big fan of Frank Lampard. I thought we were completely wrong to sack him when we did, but we have to, we have to put that aside. We've got a new manager, Thomas Tuchel, who's come in. Normally, when a new manager comes in, you know, all the players sort of they bond together more. So it looks like, you know, he's he's settled, he's settled in well with the players. That's what yeah. you've got to look at first compared yeah. to how it was in the dressing room before. You know, there were stories about ooh, Frank Lampard's lost the dressing room. He hasn't spoke to a lot of people in the team. He's, he's got his favourites. But under Tuchel, everyone seems to look, you know, bonded. Even if they're not playing, if they're out of favour, they still look like they do have a chance. Now, I do actually, I do like the way we're playing and it is exciting to, it's exciting to watch. What's even more exciting is he doesn't actually know what his, uh, what his best 11 is so far. He's playing, he's still rotating, he needs to find his best 11. And the fact that we are playing quite well without him having known what his best 11 is, is I think it's a really good sign. Mm-hmm. As well, I, I think like his, his relationship with the young players just like he had with Frank Lampard, I, I think you could argue that it's better. The, like what he's getting out of Hudson Odoi, what he's getting out of Mount, you know, it's it's getting to that level where they're performing week in, week out on the Premier League stage, which is arguably what you want. And uh, he's really come in and just bonded the team together. We're like we're one point off the top four mm-hmm. compared to when Lampard was sacked. We were looking miles off top four, probably finishing. Yeah not even in Europa League races. Mm-hmm. He, I was questioning him at the start, but I think he's really come in and he's he's yeah. done a job. I'm glad we've got him. He, he is yeah. a, he's a world-class manager. He's not just a name. Like we could, well, normally when Chelsea sat their manager, we go out and we get, you know, a replacement. Just, it's like a no one, not a no one manager, but not not a world-class manager who's available. I think this one. time we've, mm-hmm. we've gone out and got a world-class manager. Yeah, yeah. No, I get what you mean. I think it's really interesting the point you made about how he's getting the best out of Hudson Odoi and Mount. Because I think that the core of our team is with these young players. Like, if we can get them uh, playing well and getting minutes, then I think that is a key. 
the more expensive signings will come good. We know it will happen. We'll get onto that later. But yeah, I agree that getting the young players firing like Hudson Odoi is going to be key. So let's go straight into you, Alfie. I'm just going to ask you, as an Arsenal fan, I'm sure it's been an absolute rollercoaster this season. Ups and downs, good results, really good results. Where Old Trafford, bad results. There were questions on Arteta, but it seems like things are looking up. A few bad games, well, I'm sure you don't mind about them. So just summarise, what are your opinions on Arsenal this season? So basically on Arsenal season, we started off the season playing really well. We, I think we won our first three games. We were top of the league for a little period. And there was a time as an Arsenal fan, you're looking at it, the league was very all over the place. And you're thinking, okay, maybe we can top four charge and maybe even at some point be outsiders for the title because we were mm. playing really well. We went to Old Trafford, 1-1-0. Thomas Party looked amazing. We're looking at our team there going, okay, obviously you still got players to pick up form like Aubameyang because he wasn't scoring. You had Willian, who you think, okay, maybe he'll come good. We've got three assists in his first game. Uh, Pepe yeah. Saka at left at left back was playing insane. You're looking at it there and you're thinking, okay, we'll probably get top four this season. And then around mm-hmm. off that United game, I think we went about 12 games where we didn't win. And I think contrast the situation at Chelsea where they sat Lampard after only a few bad games, it really went on for quite long. And it was getting to the stage where I think after the Burnley game, where we lost one nil, was it Shaka got sent off? I think. And it was it's like you're looking at it and you think, okay, how long are we going to leave this? Because it can't, it just can't stay like this. Mm-hmm. It took yeah. for him to drop Willian, bring in Smith Rowe and play Saka right wing. Tierney really come into form and we've never seen a player like that at Arsenal because of injuries. Even now he's out injured and you see the impact he has on the team. But when that Chelsea game happened, you're thinking, all right, okay, this is how Arteta wants to play. Get him the players in January and maybe we can make a top forward push. Now, Odegaard coming in, I don't really know what he's... I've never really seen him play, but against um, Aston Villa, he looked quite good. Mm-hmm. Should have scored probably in that game as well, but we'll, we'll let him off with that one. So it depends how he does coming into the team. But after the few bad results we had against Wolves, where I think you can't really blame that on our performance because we played really well. And then Aston Villa, where we played poor. I think, I think we had a few chances to win the game, but overall it was poor. I think... Top four is not likely at the moment. I think the best way for us to get into the Champions League would be the Europa League. Yeah. And our last, well, last season was a bit of a disappointment in the Europa League, going up the round of 32. And again, we should have won, realistically. And uh, yeah, I don't think, I think our best chance is the Europa League. And to yeah. be honest, do I think we'll win the Europa League? No, I think there's too many good teams that drop down from the Champions League. But yeah. Top four, we're nine points off. We've lost our last two games. I think we're, and with injuries as well, with Tierney and Party, who we just heard be out for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. probably maybe a bit longer. I think that's probably done. Yeah. Hopefully they can come back. But yeah, I think that with officials as well, it has affected you a bit. I have watched a few games. I'm thinking, like, are you being serious? Some of these decisions are just completely outlandish and just off topic. But when I saw the bad runner results from Arteta back in, I think it was like November to the end of December, I was thinking, this guy is done. I don't see Arsenal doing very well this season in any competitions. But fair play to him. He's a very inexperienced manager and he's turned it around. So if the players can get back from injury and maybe bring in some other players and hit, get them firing, I think that you could be in a good run and maybe even get far in the Europa League this season. So now, Arvin, I'm going to go straight on to you. 
Um, I'm just going to ask you a bit about the systems of, of both teams as a, as a mutual fan in this discussion. Uh, obviously, you know, both teams like to keep the ball and they both have individual talents such as Saka, uh, Mount, yeah. that can wreak havoc in the final third. There have been some tactical flaws on both systems that could affect the consistency in a later run. Just explain your thoughts on both systems and which could carry the teams into the top four. All right, so um, let's talk about Chelsea first because I think um, under Tuchel, obviously I'm a Bayern fan. I did watch Tuchel um, in his times at Dortmund. I did also watch Tuchel when he was at PSG, but I can't really compare that because, you know, they had Mbappe, Neymar and so forth. So mm-hmm. let's just yeah. go on to Dortmund. So at Dortmund, he played a more exciting system, one that he played more to entertain the fans, I'd say. He played more to entertain the fans. Obviously, uh, he had Aubameyang, Dembele at the time combining really well. I feel like that is something key that could be used at Chelsea, you know, with Timo Werner, Ziyech, Havertz, Pulisic. I think that them them all can combine well, obviously, with Cam hudson Doy coming in, Mount coming in. I feel like Chelsea have a lot of quality for that, for quality for their systems. The defence, I don't think there's an issue that I feel like Chelsea's defence recently has just stated that they've done really well. But I haven't seen a full test of it because... When we did saw when we did see against Tottenham, Tottenham didn't have Harry Kane and Son. Can't really put up, put that up to the test because it didn't show much of a threat in that game. But I feel Tuchel's system. I feel like he's getting there, but he just needs to get a bit more out of uh, the new signings in the um, that have been brought in last summer. I think with Timo Werner, um, Hakim Ziyech, Havertz. I feel like they're not firing on all cylinders yet. I feel like when yeah. when they can. I feel like you can make a serious threat, and uh, and this uh, this weekend now you can actually go top top four if um, you win your game. At time of recording, yeah, yeah. So yeah, at time of the recording. So but you have Newcastle. I feel like that's a good chance. Then you have Southampton again. Southampton not on the best form. They just recently lost nine nil, and then obviously there comes a big big test against Atletico. Yeah. So we we'll have to wait and see if if you can win those games. You do have a big test coming up against Atletico, against Manchester United. I feel like that will be the key test because Manchester United, they are also looking to get into top four. So I feel like yeah. that is where I can properly assess Tuchel and say, OK, he's done this to Chelsea, he's done this, you know, so we have to wait and see till that game. Now, yeah. Arsenal. Arsenal, at the start of the season, as Alfie mentioned, they had a brilliant start. They won 3-0, then they won 2-1 against Burnley. They eventually lost 3-1, but they were sort of an inconsistent form. You know, after that 1-0 against United, uh, you know, I really fought the old Arsenal back because that was that was the first time in five years they'd won away from home against the big 16. Uh, it was, yeah, and it was 14 years yeah. since one at Old Trafford, I think, since 2006 or something exactly. like that. So everyone, so I, I was thinking at the time, OK, they, they lost a couple of games beforehand, but I feel like this game, the the, the game management Arteta had, I feel like it was it was really good. But then after you saw started to see the deterior- the deteriorations, you know, they lost 3-0. They drew Leeds 0-0. Pepe got sent off. I feel like Arsenal have had a lot of sending offs this season. And that's one of the flaws that they have. I feel like when when it comes to business and when it comes to players having to manage the game pretty well, players like Xhaka, Pepe, all the players that have been sent off, I feel like it's too much. You can talk about the flaws and decisions. I feel like the Louise one, it wasn't red card. It wasn't even a penalty. There was no contact. I did not see any contact with the penalty. It was definitely not a red card, but I feel like a lot of it has been down to, you could look at it from a performance perspective, but you can also look at it from a refereeing perspective as in like, they have not had luck on their side this season. Not at all. When they had their good run going, yeah, they had a really good run 
it came to that Wolverhampton, the, the game beforehand, actually, they drew 0-0 with United. That was still a good game because they stayed in that game. They were going toe-to-toe with United and United were in really good form at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then came the Wolverhampton game and that's where it slowly started to shift down. Like the Luis sending off did change a really bad, did change at a really bad time in the game, you know. They were cruising, they had Pepe go one up. They did actually have three chances of Saka in the first 10 minutes, which they could have put away. They were in really good form. So I feel like with Arsenal needing to get top four, I feel like they they have a dim chance because of how congested the Premier League is. But I just feel like without without any luck on their side through the referees, without with the injuries they have as well to party and Tierney, I just don't think they'll get top four this season. I think the only realistic chance of getting top or we're getting Champions League next season is through Europa League and that is also looking less and less unlikely. Yeah, no, I hear what you mean. There is a bit of difficulties with uh, Arsenal at the minute to uh, get into the top four and Chelsea probably more likely, but I analyse that a bit more. Now, Craig, I'm going to go on to you again. Um, I'm sure when in the summer we signed Ziyech, we thought this is probably going to be one of our only big signings. And then the news came out that yeah. we were signing at the time, one of the Bundesliga's best strikers. Yeah, 28 yeah. goals last season in the Bundesliga. But what's happened, bro? Just explain it. I think if he hits top form, he will be class. But just go into a bit more how he could help us get top four if yeah. this guy hits top four. Yeah, well, there, there is no, first of all, there's no doubt in my mind that Timo Werner is a top striker. You know, you look at him on his day in the Bundesliga. He's, he's a goals machine. He's just not doing the Premier League right now. His confidence is in pieces. You know, he is... I think under Thomas Tuchel, he's shown what he can do. His movement, he makes he makes great runs. You know, he's yeah. sort of linking the play. He's coming deep. He's getting in behind. His confidence is just in pieces at the moment. He needs, and so he needs a goal in two consecutive games for him to get his confidence back. I think the man of the match against Sheffield United, the man of the match performance, hopefully kicks him on for the Newcastle game. We have coming up. I think if he scores yeah. then, we'll start to see him getting back to his best form. But I think under Frank Lampard, he's been pushed out on the wing. He's been, you know, playing in unfavoured positions. We rarely saw yeah. him being played through the middle, which is his mm-hmm. best position. Getting behind, bang, goals. That's what he's known for. But out on the left, not playing well, then dropped to the bench. I just for a player like Timo Werner, being compared to someone like. Fernando Torres, when he came into Chelsea, they're both confidence players. They both need the players around them to be, you know, on on top form, giving him the balls so he can just, he can score. That's all he needs. He needs a bit of confidence. I think there's no doubt that the players around him are feeding him with the chances. He's just got to tuck them away. It's interesting you say that because with Torres, we did see... He played, I thought when Torres came in, he played a lot worse than Werner because we saw that good form with Werner, right? We scored against Burnley, scored against Sheffield, double yeah, well, there Southampton. Yeah, was a run where he, yeah. he had a good, sort of, he had a good run. Of, yeah, two yeah. against Southampton, then one against Burnley, one against Sheffield United. You know, we were like, okay, he's he sort of found his feet. You know, if he could keep this going, he'll surely be looking at top goal scorer for the end of the season. The form and kind of went down yeah. with the bad form of the team, so. Yeah, he's gone 16, maybe 17 games mm-hmm. without a goal. Which you know it is it is shocking. We we can't yeah. deny that it's shocking. I'm sure he will come good, man. Yeah. With Werner though, hasn't he won a lot of penalties recently? So you can yes, say he's not, is, he's not scoring goals, but he is he getting is, in the position. He's, he's, he's at least contributing. He's our biggest yeah. assist provider this season. He's won about seven penalties. 
Yeah. Which, you know, I can't I penalty think... to assist, but they're not on the record. Oh, yeah. But that's yeah. just me, yeah. I think next next penalty he wins, he, he should take. I know he won that one against Luton and missed, but <laughs> yeah. he, he, needs, he needs to take the next one. Yeah, I think Werner, if he's played as a little bit of an inverted left forward off a big striker, he's going to be deadly. Off an Abraham, I've seen the best of him. But hopefully Tuchel's going to realise that and do that. So over to Alfie now with... I want to talk about another player who I think is... The way he plays is quite similar to Werner, actually. Maybe not um, the same mentality as Werner, but Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Obviously, a lot of people have said that his pace is deteriorating, such as Arvind. Sorry, mate, for being you out. But um, he's a big part... Pace is a big part of his game. And if he loses his pace, that could hurt his ability to run in behind, which is, I think, one of his best factors. He hasn't it's been impressive this season. Yeah, he's catalyst. He's received a lot of banter from opposition fans, as they know what he's capable of. How crucial do you think his form is in finishing above the other teams in this league? I don't think it's that vital. I don't think his form is that. Because we've got players now who, last season, we were totally reliant on Aubameyang because... Lacazette wasn't scoring, Pepe wasn't performing, Martinelli was injured and Saka was playing predominantly as a left wing back. So mm-hmm. we really relied on the Bamiyang's goals. And I think last season he got 22 in the league, which obviously is ridiculous. I think he was second top scorer and he was carrying us, basically carried us to the FA Cup, scored two goals in the semis and in the final. But this season we saw a bit of a drop off. Um, he scored five goals so far this season in 19 games. Mm-hmm. And what we're seeing from him is last season off the left, players didn't know what to expect because he, although he's played off the left before, in Arteta's system, it's usually cutting him his right foot. We saw a lot of the start of last season when yeah. Emery was in charge and he was cutting his right foot. Oh, sorry, when Arteta was first first full season at the club, he was coming in, he was cutting his right foot, he done against Fulham, and he was he looked decent. It looked like, okay, this is a new position, this is where he's going to progress forward especially after the new contract as well you're thinking okay he's dedicated to the club he scored in his first game of the season this is what we want to see from him and then from that point onwards he hasn't really kicked on but in a way I I feel quite bad for him because he, he's not lost his pace that's a total myth his pace has not gone it's, it's the, the problem with the Bamiang is playing off the left-hand side. He's not a great dribbler of the ball. He can't dribble the ball very well. If you look at other players who play out there as Pepe Saka, Martinelli, they, they're all quite good dribblers, so they can beat a man when they need to. Aubameyang, on the other hand, he's not a great dribbler. He's very direct. He'll get the ball, he'll run out of player, but he can't drop a shoulder and beat them. He's just too, I don't know what it is, too tall, do you, too stiff. Do you think that um, Aubameyang's lack of form has in turn brought the best out of Bukayo Saka, Emil Smith-Rowe and all these other players? Do you think he's done that? Uh, no, I feel like Saka was always going to be quality since we saw him at Frankfurt a couple of years ago uh, where he scored and got a couple of assists. And you could see it left wing back that he was always destined to play further forward. Smith Rowe, I think even you can, I think Leipzig took him on loan a few years ago. You know, when Leipzig want a player, especially a young player who's relatively unheard of, mm. that he's got to have some kind of quality. And we always expected him. We've seen that with Lukman and Ampadu as well. They've come yeah, up with Exactly, exactly. So he was always destined to, and he went along to Huddersfield as well, and he was very good there. So he's always destined to come into the team. But I feel like with Aubameyang, it's just, I don't, I think the Premier League can't play through the middle because he's not physical enough, which is weird saying it because he's six foot two. So he should be able to win headers and hold up the ball. Mm-hmm. But Lacazette's better at that. And ultimately, if we're looking at, an ideal centre forward for Arsenal. It's probably a mix of Aubameyang and Lacazette. 
And when they were at their best, they were playing together in like a system where Aubameyang was playing more for left in defence and more up front in attack. But I feel like this season, mm-hmm. teams have sussed him out. They've doubled up on him. And with Tierney being injured, he's been to find a consistent partner to link up with. So with Aubameyang, yeah. I'm not too worried about his form because he's still a clinical finisher. We saw that last season. He got chances. He took them. Um, so I'm not too worried. I think he will come back into form. And I think he, he's got away of it in a way because we haven't needed him to be in form with other players in attack doing well. But yeah. mm-hmm. we, realistically, if we want to win the Europa League or make a push top four, then we, we would need him to pick up and get some more goals. But I feel like it's, considering for the last five seasons, he scored 20 plus goals. For him to have a little bit of a dip for half, half of this season, especially with the tight schedule, no preseason. Mm. He is 31, coming on to 32. I, I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt for now. But if he doesn't pick up for the next few months, yeah. then I'll be concerned. Yeah, it's understandable the drop. Like every player has bad form one stage. But you're lucky that Smith Rowe and Saka are playing well and Pepe's playing well at the minute as well. So hopefully they can help you get a push for top four. Now back to you, Arvin. Um I just wanted to ask you as an as a mutual fan as well, you see you watch the Premier League as I know you like to follow Man United, but you don't really like support a club as passionately yeah. as we do. So I wanted to ask you, the other teams in the top four like that are pushing for the top mm-hmm. four like Everton, um, Man United, Liverpool, Leicester, even West Ham you could say at the minute. But now that um, one of their players has got injured. It could be a bit harder for them. Who's a player? Does anyone know who's got injured recently? Uh, James Justin. Oh, no. That's for Leicester. Uh, James Justin has actually got injured, though. Okay. No, I don't. it doesn't matter about the West Ham. But, yeah, how do you see the, the competition for other teams affecting Chelsea and, and Arsenal? Um, so, Chelsea and Arsenal right now, I feel like... Um, Chelsea, again, I feel like Chelsea right now in a honeymoon period, but let's just talk about Everton, Leicester, West Ham, Aston Villa, Leeds, or Leeds kind of sort of discount them, but these, these teams. I feel like right now, they're at a level of stability that's above Chelsea and Arsenal, because Chelsea have recently just got a manager at Arsenal. They're looking in the form, and then because players are getting sent off or they're getting bad luck, I feel like, some of their players uh, or their team ineffectively is not performing on a consistent basis. I think we saw that for a couple of weeks where they were starting to win games, but then recently they've just lost both of their games. So I'm not seeing any stability right now with them. Chelsea, we still need to see if they are the real deal or not in the big games coming up. So I feel like West Ham, Everton, Aston Villa and Leicester, I feel like they all have stability right now. I feel like they all have a team that can go forward and play well. I feel like they know yeah. their best system. I feel like they know their best players. You know, Dominic Cavallon has just recently got injured for Everton. So I feel like that could derail their season sort of because they do look for their goals mostly in him. Uh, Aston Villa, again, recently dropped in form, but then, then they just went to Arsenal. So I feel like right now the Premier League, it's a delicate stage where... Nobody really knows what's going on, you know. Nobody really knows who's going to make it top four. I feel like we know City going to make top four. That's the only team I can be certain of. The rest and Man United, yeah, and, and Leicester. You could probably say there's only one spot open for yeah, top four right now. Us. Yeah, exactly. And Liverpool right now. <laughs> I mean, we don't even want to talk about that. So, yeah, uh, I feel like there's opportunity for Chelsea and Arsenal to take, but I really don't. For Arsenal, especially, I really don't see them making top four because they don't have that stability. I feel like, especially with Luck not on their side, I feel like they won't make top four. West Ham, again, they have a stable side and I feel like 
if if they can keep all their players fit with Everton along with Aston Villa, I feel like they can make a real um, top four push. One thing I will say about West Ham, Villa and Everton is I feel like they're they're outperforming what they should be. So their yeah, squad's performing way better than what they should be. And it'll get to a stage in the season where with I think most of them still in the FA Cup, obviously Villa mm-hmm. aren't, but FA Cup and they're playing so many games to the point where they're outperforming like players like Antonio, Suchek, Kufal, right back. They've mm-hmm. all been performing brilliantly. They're not going to do that all season. Suchek isn't going to score you a goal every game. Antonio's going to have games where he's not playing his best. And West Ham lack an attacking option up front. They wanted a striker. They didn't get a striker. Mm-hmm. Everton... Everton are a good side. They've got players. They do have injury. experience, though. They do have experience with Hamas Rodriguez. Yeah, exactly. He's a winner. And I think Ben Godfrey has been an amazing signing for Everton mm. at the back. Decore. Right back, centre back, and left back. Decuro is a bargain. I think Everton are a side who potentially could. I feel like they'll get Europa League, though, which is still a good season. And with Villa, I feel like they're just too over reliant on Grealish. I feel yeah. like that, although they've got other players, Grealish is the main one. I mean, Ollie Watkins as well. He's been playing brilliantly. Patchy but he's had dips in form. Yeah, yeah that, that's what I mean. I feel like players, if Grealish comes out of form, where do Villa really go from there? Because Barkley isn't going to step up and do what Grealish does. Barkley plays well with Grealish, not without him. Mm. So my, my opinion is I think that Everton probably have the strongest chance. I think West Ham will fall away a bit in the, when the season gets to the deciding stage. But all in all, I think Everton are probably the biggest contenders. With Essentially, Everton. it's gonna yeah go and crack. With Everton, we did see that period where I think it was Richarlison when he got sent off against Liverpool. Yeah, the Everton squad without Richarlison, you know, it was I don't want to say it was all over the place, but they I don't think they won in that period. Now, obviously, Calvert Lewin was he was taken off in the FA Cup with a little knock, and you know, take yeah. Calvert Lewin out of that Everton team, you that's most of your goals gone. Mm. So you know, they they could potentially drop off. Well, one team we're also missing out who were on a bad run of form with Spurs. Now, where do Spurs come into this? Because start of the season, they were brilliant. And now you're seeing the, it's basically the Mourinho three-year cycle in about six months, where they've gone from brilliant to fairly average to now poor. Now Heavily in reliant on Kane and Son. Heavily. At the time of recording, yeah. they got a game against City in a few hours. Now, if they win that game, massive if, with Harry Kane back, Son back, they're back into contention for the top four, which shows this season... Mm-hmm. No matter what form you're on, a couple of wins, you're back in contention. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there are about seven or eight teams, loads with games in hand, that you're looking at and saying, well, I have no idea who's going to get in the mm-hmm. top four. It all depends, to be honest, when it comes down to the last five games of the season, who's where, and then you can make a prediction. But currently, yeah. right now, there's so many teams. It's unprecedented this season. It's going to be tight. It's going to be really tight. But now I'm just going to go back to Curry quickly about... Like you said, Alfie, there's going to be real competition. If teams are playing a lot of games, the squad depth could come to, uh, for example, West Ham. I don't think they're stable with Yarmolenko up front. Back to Chelsea, Craig. We're in three competitions at the minute trying to win. I, my opinion, I think we're trying to win two of them. I don't know about you, but with Thomas Tuchel, I'm quite confident. I think that with three competitions, it could be hard. Um, we scraped past Barnsley and FA Cup. We're into the quarterfinals. It's serious. We need to play a strong team in the in the quarterfinals, and due to the neutral venue, we could get we could get lucky against Atletico much more than playing at the Wanda. So we could be getting far in these competitions, and that could affect our our squad later on in the Premier League. We might have to rotate a lot more and play the likes of Gilmore, um, Christensen, Emerson, Alonso a lot more than we than we want to in the Premier League. So 
do you think that the three major competitions will affect us in the long run? I, I definitely do, actually. I certainly think it will. I think with the FA Cup, we we have Sheffield United in the quarterfinals. I think that's at home as well. We yeah. we're Obviously, we're going to be the favourites for that. If we win that semi-final, I think we're going to have a strong chance of winning the FA Cup. For me, FA Cup will probably be bottom of the priority order. For me, top four is the one that I'm going to, the one that I want at the end of the season. However, sacking Lampard, bringing in Tuchel has made me, it's brought out some more confidence in me in these Champions League games. We've seen Thomas Tuchel take that PSG team, given that, you know, they had, they had a front three of Di Maria and Mbappe and Neymar, took them to the Champions League final, lost 1-0 to, you know, a fairly average goal, no offence by him, but it, <laughs> there was no really unlocking of the defence. It was only 1-0. Mm-hmm. and uh, the things he's done with Dortmund in the past in the Champions League he's got that experience we've got the experienced level players you've got Timo Werner you know banging goals in the Champions League last year for fun especially against Spurs you know obviously Aspilicueta Thiago Silva these are serial you know Champions League players who've got their experience Kovacic as well I think like you said playing in Bucharest in that you know neutral arena I think that would give us a really good chance come back to Stamford Bridge we could we could get through to the quarters and I think depending what other teams get through we might have a chance I'm not going to say I'm not going to sit here and say yeah we're, we're going to win the whole thing I don't think we will but I think we'll get far that could that could kick us on for the Premier League if we get through this if we get through the round of 16 in the Champions League I think that would give us a new lease of life in the Premier League we'll, we'll have the confidence that we'll be going high levels of play I think you know we could we could take the confidence in the Champions League into the Premier League, but yeah. Premier League top four is the one that I want. And I do think that Aston Villa, Everton, West Ham, they're all, I'm, I'm fairly confident they're going to drop off soon. The drop off is going to come and, you know, it's going to be the traditional fight for the top four between Chelsea, Liverpool and Spurs. But yeah, with I think the, do you, we, can, we can go deep. With the Champions League though, and the round of 16 with Atletico Madrid, as Chelsea fans, are you at all confident? Because with the Letter Country's form, if I was playing them personally, as if I was sport Chelsea, I'd be dreading it because Suarez coming into his own 16 goals in 17 games, Lorente's playing well defensively, the they the top, of the, the top of the Liga, yeah. But I think if this game, if we had Frank Lampard for this game, I'd be I'd be thinking, okay, we we might, you know, neutral arena, we might be able to scrape a draw take it back to Stamford Bridge again probably might, might have even lost but with Tuchel he's just got this experience this aura around him that he can do things in the Champions League and I think that's going to really rub off on the players you know they're going to they're going to be thinking oh we've got this manager who knows he knows what he's doing we just need to listen to him do the instructions that he's given us and uh, I think I think we'll have a good chance I'm definitely thank you with Tuchel yeah go on Arvin. Do you think it would have been a successful season if you were to finish top four and let's say go out the round of 16? Yeah. I, I think yeah, I well. seeing what it was at the start of the season, if we finish top four, if we go out of the FA Cup against Sheffield United and then we lose against Atletico Madrid, yeah, that's going to be bad. It's going to affect our confidence. But if we can just focus on that top four, if you manage to get it at the end of the season, I think that is going to be, mm. that's going to be you know, substantial for us. Yeah, definitely, mate. And just Alfie, very, very quickly, <clears throat> I just wanted to discuss with you, playing on Thursdays can 
have a bad effect sometimes. As you saw with Wolves last season, they dropped off after they got to the quarterfinals, played the round of 32, two legs, played the round of 16. I think they only played one leg of the round of 16 due to that little mini tournament that was going on. But do you think that playing in the Europa League, such uh, you can get injuries and stuff like that, do you think that will affect you in um, your race for the top four? Um, with the Europa League, I think it can be a blessing and a bit of a disaster sometimes because mm. against Benfica, we're not really, we shouldn't at least have to play our strongest team. We should be able to chuck in a few youngsters. Yeah. And despite Arsenal's problems, we do have good squad depth. So I think with the Europa League this season, I think the further you get, the more of a problem it becomes. And if Arsenal's league form doesn't pick up and we are struggling, we're struggling to get near the top four then the Europa League won't be a problem because we can just solely focus on that like we did what we were going to do last season but it didn't quite happen because of the Olympiacos game and our record in the Europa League isn't too bad we got to the semis in the first year final against Chelsea which we lost and last year we lost in the round 32 which is a major upset and we shouldn't have lost that game but I think with Arteta's experience in winning the FA Cup um, already in his first what six months in the job Definitely, Arsenal should definitely be confident about the Europa League. But with the league, I think if you go for the Europa League, then you have to sack off the Premier League and say, we're going for this competition. This is our main priority. And leave it at that. Because when you get into the semi-finals with teams like Man United, I think um, Napoli are in there, Ajax. There's a lot of good teams that in, in the Europa League who can cause a lot of problems. So against Benfica, it won't be a problem. And maybe if we're doing well in the league, we might, sack off the Europa League but you can't do two at once especially not with yeah. not with how Arsenal are playing exactly but anyways guys I'm going to start to wrap up this pod and keep things moving I'm just going to start with um, doing a little bit of outro Arvin how have you enjoyed the pod today and how would you rate um, top four predictions for this season um, should I do it out of 10 um, like I mean like guess try and predict the top four for this season Oh, okay, all right. Um, yeah. So if we're looking at the top four, I've like United, City, Leicester, definitely set to get it. The only place that is that fourth place now, I feel like Chelsea are going to do it. I feel like on form right now, Tuchel coming in, getting clean sheets, getting goals, you know, even without Timo Werner, Havertz, Sieg firing, I feel like they could get top four. Cool. And Alfie, I've really enjoyed having you on the pod today. I'm sure Arvin has... Um, I'm sure we'll hear a lot right. more of you on this pod yeah. in the future. Um, how have you enjoyed it and what are your top four predictions? Yeah, it's been it's been fun. I've been waiting for the invitation since I heard about it starting. Um, the top four predictions, I will go for, is it, I'll go any particular order because I don't know anyone, who's going to. Yeah. Yeah. City, United. I want to put Leicester, but Leicester, I think they're settling up for today's win. And I'll go, I'll go for Chelsea, why not? Cool. Right, cool, mate. And Craig, my guy, always welcome on the pod. Have you enjoyed it? And what are your top four predictions? I've loved it, mate. Thanks for having me on. It's been, it's been amazing to chat about football, best thing in the world. I think it's you'd be a fool to rule out Liverpool for the top four, but I still think it's going to be City, Man United, Leicester, and I think Chelsea are going to do it. Cool. And that's the top four predictions for all of us. We're wrapping up this pod. Thank you guys for listening to the Perfect Catrick podcast. I've really enjoyed this discussion today with the boys. You'll hear a lot more of these two and Arvin obviously on the podcast. And hope you have a good day and we'll see you soon. Make sure to keep things perfect. <laughs>